Hello everyone, welcome to All About Nigeria, a podcast where our host talks about Nigeria's history, politics, infrastructure, and a whole range of other topics. We would love to hear your views about all the things we talk about, so join us on Twitter at All About Nigeria. Thank you for listening. Hello everybody and um, welcome once again to All About Nigeria podcast. On this episode, we shall be talking about Sir Abubakar Tafawa Balewa. This was the first um, Prime Minister of the Federation of Nigeria, who was um, elected in 1957 and who was amongst our forefathers that uh, midwifed Nigeria into independence in 1960. Sir Abubakar Tafawa Balewa is often referred to as the golden voice of Africa. This was in deference to his erudition and eloquence when he gave speeches. In fact, he was um, said to be such a spellbinding speaker and he gave a fantastic speech at the Addis Ababa Ethiopia inaugural conference of the Organization of Africa Unity. Abubakar Tafawa Balewa was born in December 1912 in the village of Tafawa Balewa, Bauchi State in the northeast of Nigeria. He was his father's only child. And that is actually quite um, a remarkable issue because Africans and Nigerians in particular are not known for having not many children. His early education was at Quranic school, but he later attended Bauchi Provincial School where he received Western education. He qualified as a teacher from the Katsina Teacher Training College from 1928 to 1933. He became the headmaster of the Bauchi Middle School where, according to his own account, he first set eyes on a white woman. That woman was um, named Dame Marjorie Perham, a renowned academic on African affairs. She came to Nigeria at that time on an investigation of native administration, and that was where Sir Abubakar Tafawa Balewa met her. Between 1945 and 1946, Tafawa Balewa studied at the University of London Institute of Education, and he received the teacher's certificate in history. His study was by this by scholarship from the Nigerian government. On his return to Nigeria in 1946, Balewa said, I returned to Nigeria with new eyes because I had seen people who lived without fear, who obeyed the law as part of their nature, who knew individual liberty. This is such, I would like us to pause a bit and examine the statement by Tafar Balewa. He said he returned home with new eyes because in his sojourn abroad, he had seen people who lived without fear and who obeyed the law as part of their nature. This is one of the issues that we have in our current state in Nigeria, that people actually 
do not have that inherent nature of obeying laws. In fact, in Nigeria, laws are obeyed in disobedience. We do everything in our power to analyze new laws and to find out the chink in their armor and how we can get out of obeying those laws. This is something that we will have to examine and do better as Nigerians because a nation cannot truly progress when people continually seek to undermine its institutions and its legal apparatuses. Sir Abubakar Tafa Balewe was promoted to the position of Native Authority Education Officer on his return to Nigeria, and he served as inspector of schools for the colonial administration. He became interested in politics early, because in 1943, he founded the Bauchi Discussion Circle. He was chosen as representative of the Bauchi Native Authority in the Northern House of Assembly in 1946, and he later became a member of the Nigerian Legislative Council. In 1948, Balewa was elected vice president of the Northern Teachers Association. This was the first trade union in Northern Nigeria. In 1949, he helped to organize the Northern People's Congress and was deputy head of the party with the Saudana of Shokutu, Abubakar, um, uh, as the head. This was, uh, um, I think it was, Amadu Belu, yes, who was the head of the party. Sir Tafa Balewa should not really have been the Prime Minister of Nigeria since he was never the head of the Northern People's Congress. And this was the party that had the majority and as such the party that should have, and should have formed the um, government. And as the head of that party was um, Amadu Belu, Amadu Belu ought to have become the prime minister. But the Sadauna of Shokoto, that's Amadu Belu, was a traditional ruler and he had little interest in living in Lagos. Thus, when the instrument of independence was presented in 1960 by the colonial masters, Tafa Balewa was the one who received it as the first indigenous prime minister of Nigeria. The Northern People's Congress became a political party in 1951, and Tafa Balewa was elected to the Northern House of Assembly in the same year. He became the Minister of Works in 1952 and the Minister of Transport in 1954. He was appointed first Prime Minister in 1957. The erudite speaker and very, very Swave leader was respected in international circles. He was especially influential in shaping regional policies like that which led to the formation of the Organization of African Unity in 1963. In Nigeria, however, like most of the leaders pre-independence and immediately the First Republic, he wasn't that successful, so successful in leading Nigeria. There was constant political unrest during his time. 
and this eventually led to the collapse of the First Republic. It was his government that brought a charge of treason against Chief Obabe Obafemi Awolowo from the Western region and prosecuted him for it. This resulted in chaos and political unrest in the old Western region. A lot of people condemned him for Awolowo's prosecution. And I, uh, I dare say this eventually led to the fall of his government. But again, history is history when it really, really contains facts only. But a lot of people give slants to history. Looking at what happened and the situation in the West at that time, would one say that it was irresponsible of Tafa Balewa to have actually declared a state of emergency in a region that was so volatile? where people were being killed and mayhem was practically the order of the day at that time. As a responsible leader, should he have folded his arms and done nothing? As a commentator now, when you look back, of course there were very many issues that would have caused um, the unrest in the Western region, especially the infighting between the leaders of the action group. And perhaps other actions could have been taken in mediating the quarrels and the, the problems rather than um, imposing a state of emergency and imposing administrators on the region. But all this happened and all the actors have long gone. The question now is, do we have any lessons that we, have, we could take out from what happened in the old Western region? And should we advise politicians to be circumspect of repeating the same problems and the same lessons? Now to go back to Sir Abubakar Balewa. As Prime Minister, he maintained a thoroughly dignified comportment. A British friend called him perhaps the perfect Victorian gentleman. He received many laurels and awards from the British the OBE in 1952, the CBE in 1955, was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II in January 1960 and was awarded an honorary degree by the University of Sheffield in May 1960. Tafa Balewa was nationalistic in orientation, that is what history tells us. His conversion from regional to federal outlook came after he visited America in 1955 on a fact-finding mission. His remaining sense quotes him as saying this, in less than 200 years, this great country, America, was welded together by people of so many different backgrounds. They built a mighty nation and had forgotten where they came from and who their ancestors were. They had pride in only one thing, their American citizenship. I am a changed man from today. Until now, I never really believed Nigeria could be one united country. But if the Americans could do it, so can we. This is the message that Sir Tafar Balewa came back with from America. And it would have been nice to have seen him actually put all these things in place and truly show that he was nationalistic leader. 
But unfortunately, this was not to be because Nigeria's first military coup occurred on January 15, 1966, and Sir Takfawa Balewa was one of the victims of the coup. He was kidnapped from his official residence by armed soldiers and was missing for several days. His corpse was sadly to be discovered later in a roadside bush in the outskirts of Lagos by the search party which had been sent out by Sir Agui Irunzi. His body was taken to Ikeja Airport in the company of the police commissioner, Haman Meduguri, the inspector general of police, Kamsalem, Maitama Sule, and his wives, Laraba and Juma. The body was later flown to Bauchi, where he was buried. His body now lies inside a tomb in Bauchi that is a national monument. This tomb includes a library and a mosque. Abubakar Tafa Balewa's mother was Hajia Ina, and she died less than a year after her son was assassinated. Tafa Balewa had four wives, Juma, Uma, Zainab, and Laraba, and 19 children. History will be kind to all of us if we allow history to be kind to our leaders. They were human, they had their own foibles, and they had their own frailties. But one thing all of them demonstrated from the regions, northwest, south, west, southeast, all of them demonstrated at the beginning of Nigeria that they could be nationalistic. What we hope from Nigeria going forward is that our leaders will unite in this thought and in this notion that Nigeria is a nation as one and that all the other parts, all the parts that actually make up Nigeria are not greater than the whole. So we must focus on the whole and make our nation a prosperous and an enduring legacy for generations yet unborn. Thank you very much. Till we meet again, remember it is all about Nigeria.